0: Hello and welcome back to this second podcast in the series called A Natural Way. It's a podcast on how to live in balance with our inner and outer natures based on native Indian wisdom, Wu Wei, Qi Gong, yoga, non-violence and peaceful walks in nature. So please enjoy. Today I will take you through the book of Arkan Lushwala called The Time of the Black Jaguar, which has inspired me greatly. Today, I will discuss chapter 13, 14, and 15. In chapter 13, which is called Good Thoughts Are Born in the Heart, we learn about the art of healing out of wisdom and natural compassion. We hear about the heartless path of modern education, science, controlling, quantifying, and calculating. The connection between the heart and the mind, sacred energy of the gift of creation, the way of the heart, with confidence and unity, connected to the heart of Mother Earth. In chapter 14, which is called The Teaching of the Bear, we hear about the cultivating of good relationships, asking, where are you? For better connecting with other humans and non-humans, and the most deep nature of other beings. In the last chapter, chapter fifteen, I will discuss the sense of the common good, on the way of consensus, which requires conscious effort to unite the minds and hearts of people, instead of the voting system that promotes separation and aggressive competition, on the sacred powers of earth and sky. So welcome and please enjoy. I will begin talking about the good thoughts that are born in our hearts. Arkan Lushwala takes us back to Peru, where he describes his meeting with Mrs. Adela and her teachers, who then became his guides and had a deep knowledge about the art of healing, including various healing techniques and the use of medicinal plants. But they did not start by teaching him that. The most important part of the art of healing is where you put your mind and your heart when you are at service. When he needed to know something, Mrs. Adela always gave him the same answer. Know it in your heart. Very quickly he learned that she also meant that once he felt it and knew something in his heart, he had to act immediately and without any doubt doubt is a sin she said to me softly as if she was joking but she was serious she told him the elders say that doubt is the only sin that exists it was all clear to him now what they were telling him is that his own spirit always knows what to do out of wisdom and natural compassion What we need to learn is to observe ourselves with pure honesty so we do not allow any other part of our humanness to take over and interfere. Lushwala accepted his task. He observed himself with honesty and moved to the right place within himself when it was time to serve others, and this became his practice and discipline. The wisdom that she had was somehow rooted in her love and care for the people and the sacred spirits who guided them just as much as his intelligence was rooted in his own ego. A Heartless Path Most modern forms of education and information nourish the head's intelligence, and in a masculine way only, the heart is not touched as a result For a long time it has been acceptable for most of humanity to have the head lead the way. Governing the heart, this is the same as allowing a soldier to command a general, or a computer to command the one who is using it. Our elders say that good thoughts begin in the heart. Nowadays we see too much knowledge without wisdom, and too much intelligence without the heart. So we come to the mind of the spirit. The connection between the heart and the mind of the spirit is nourished in the dream time, when we pray in ceremony, when we sing and dance sacred movements, when we experience meditation and true silence. Our spiritual mind needs to be active and our heart open to receive the sacred energy of the gift of creation. The sacred power of creation lives in seeds of light that we store here in our hearts. Munai, the will of the heart where these gifts of the light dwell, can grow and become very powerful. Connecting our human mind with the mind of our spirit is about becoming available to the natural wisdom of the universe. Truth, sacred creative power, and divine intervention are always present around us, everywhere, so abundantly, that they are truly limitless. The foolishness of humans today is to not make ourselves available to receive it, always running away from it, getting occupied with excessive planning, excessive thinking, and excessive effort. Too much effort is as bad as no effort. It creates the conditions for lack of silence Lack of time for what is really important. Most modern humans, including beautiful people with the best intentions, are trying to resolve everything without taking the time to really listen, without being available. Available to call from spirit at any moment. Those who make themselves available receive instructions and guidance directly from the source. The way of the heart is different. The way of the heart states that states of doubt create a lack of confidence and a sense of separation. Certainty is a magnet, and certainty comes from the heart. It is a state of pure confidence that creates unity. Whereas doubt, in the mental sense, weakens us and serves us as an excuse to be lazy, slow, indecisive, and to justify mistakes. Certainty from the heart makes us stronger. It inspires us to take action and to be immediately responsible for our consequences. Whereas doubt is the way of the head, certainty is the way of the heart. Real discipline is the practice of constantly paying attention in the present moment, One who is disciplined seeks, like a skilled hunter, to capture the moment of certainty. Our hearts are connected to the heart of Mother Earth, and her heart is connected to the heart of the universe. In the universe, everything is connected, and all the hearts are bound by threads of light. From each heart pours rivers of blood that are life itself. Humans, animals, and trees, have the same colored blood. Red is the color of the energy of the place where the universe is constantly being born. Those who recognize themselves as part of the universal web can feel in their heart what is good for the continuity of life and what is harmful to the balance of all. In the end, everyone knows the truth. Memory lives within the spirit that flows in our blood, the access to this memory and the experience that we have when we in the state of amnesia is over is what indigenous people call vision Now come to the teachings of the bear the elders taught lushwala that our own that to own what we want or love is not most important most important is cultivating good relationships in a world ruled by competition men and women like to win and collect trophies to own what one wants is considered a success and those who prove that they can succeed, they feel powerful and safe. But not being able to keep alive what one already possesses, there is always a craving to have more, and the same story happens again and again. So, where are you? Uripiyai sankoyai, which means, My little heart, a little dove. Men and women alike use this expression, which emphasizes the need to let the other know how our heart is vibrating, instead of the need to be polite and formally say thank you. The feminine nature is interested in, more than anyone else, the truth and the depth of the feelings that nourishes relationships. From a feminine perspective, connecting and cultivating relationships is much more important than possessing knowledge. The modern culture, transmitted by the educational system, is one that deals with the unknown by defining it and converting it into something known. The question that always comes first when facing the unknown is, what is this? Someone who is walking in the forest finds a strange insect and immediately asks, what is this? After answering this question and making a definition of it, he feels satisfied. But having defined the insect does not really mean knowing the insect. The only way to really know something is having an intimate relationship with it. The bear spirit tells us something very different. More important than asking what the bear is, is asking where is the bear, seeking the experience where it is, its de- deepest nature can be seen in sacred motion. To make a definition of him stops this motion, and it is the same as killing the bear. It is more important in the indigenous mentality to know where it is than to know what it is. To ask what it is leads to the illusion of taking possession of something unknown and making it known. Like a hunter taking his prey, To ask where it is makes you look for an encounter with it. It leads you to establish a relationship to the unknown being, object, or experience without possessing it. Scientific knowledge is, in many cases, some sort of mental ownership of things. We can find many cases in which scientific knowledge becomes a good partner of commercial enterprises, in which profit and success are the ultimate goal. In both science and business, and sometimes in love relationships too, the methodology is the same. First something is discovered, then it is studied, then it is owned, and then it is exploited to the maximum. This takes me to the last chapter of this book, this wonderful book and journey, into the essence of the natural way of living, the sense of the common good. Luzhuala says, it's a great relief to put the personal ego to rest and to feel like we have a heart much bigger than our own, and that is the collective heart. The Consensus of a Human Community While the voting system promotes separating in the bands of aggressive competition for the majority of votes, the way of consensus requires a conscious effort to unite the minds and hearts of the people. Those who have the right to par- participate in decision-making by consensus, far from being passive and opinionated spectators of the social reality, are mature individuals who make themselves actively responsible for the condition of the world. Sometimes a little bit of conflict before reaching consensus is healthy a healthy conflict can be like an intense fire that allows its light to illuminate what was in the dark so it can be be seen by all this serves the common good because there are occasions when the truth only appears after a conflict as long as the truth is spoken and there are no ego competitions conflict does not have to end up in verbal or physical violence. And speaking about verbal and physical violence, it takes me to the beloved text about ahimsa, which is called non-violence in English. The world that we are now in is in an economical and social turbulent time, and only those who act wisely will make it through these times. As rational creatures, humankind can choose to abstain from bad news, fear, hate, chaos, panics and violence. We always have to remember to treat ourselves and other people with empathy, understanding, respect, tolerance and non-violence. In all situations we have to be wise and do what is good for ourselves and others this means to be just brave self-controlled and at the same time living with the principles of of scarcity not using more than we need and non-violence which can be summed up this way all humans belong to the same family this is the ideal ground for a society based on peace. Ahimsa, which is a Sanskrit word, means not to cause any harm, rather not physical, non-verbal and non-emotional, and to never cause any harm to anyone else. This is no only theory or a technique, but it's, it's the most important ethical rules for all humans. I will take in a quote by the Indian prophet Sri Shaitanya. We have to be more humble than grass and more patient than trees. We must respect all living things and always remember the Creator. How can we make a peaceful world? Humans are the only creatures on earth which has conscience. Ignorance of the fact that all humans belong to the same family and lack of con- conscience. These are the reasons why many people think and do things that are contradictory to our original human nature. To live in peace, we must understand and find connection and meaning in the world that we live in, at the same time as we live in accordance with our own conscience. This demands that we surpass our egos and personal interests and our desires, such as desire for more resources, money or power. We have to put aside all kinds of contradictions and show empathy to others, which can make us forget ourselves and remember other people's feelings and needs to fill our hearts with with kindness, which gives patience, tolerance, and empathy. These are the keys for, for a more secure and peaceful society. Because only peace, empathy, and wisdom can halt violence and hatred. Contrary to the common good is trying to win a conflict for a personal victory, a victory that will only serve our egos. One stop being medicine for the others when trying to become the main light in the center of the circle. Born from conflict or from prayer, the light always comes from the sacred fire of the Spirit, and the rest of us sit around it. Wise leaders do not put themselves in the center and take the place of the sacred fire. Instead, they can humbly see and express what the fire is saying. Lushwala says. Fear will always lead us to isolate ourselves and stay defensive and confused. The sense of the common good leads us to work with others, staying open to discover the solutions that we can all find together. It is good to practice having little counsels with those closest to us, making decisions by consensus. Hopefully, hopefully, We will all engage in the larger council of the human race at this crucial time and looking for the well-being of all. Participate in making decisions that support change. Instead of watching the news every night to be told what is going on, we can make the news together, really good news. A Humble Way of Being the sacred powers of earth and sky as well as the ancestors are part of the indigenous community as members of our community and part of our life they are also heard and included as part of the council decisions made by consensus also include the voice of the sacred powers this is why our ceremonies are so important in them we activate our vision and our consciousness to feel the presence of the sacred powers and listen to how they respond to the call of our drums, our rattles and our songs. We don't live alone in this world. We live with many sacred forms of life. And we owe respect to all of them—animals, trees, mountains, and the celestial powers that look down from above the earth. In this sense, it's normal to include them in decisions which affect their lives as much as ours. Their spirits show up to take care of us because they recognize that we are part of the same universal web, that there is a strong interdependence between all, all of us, and to put it simply, because they feel for us.
1: How we how we nay guy now we are here How we are here how we are here how we 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 how we how we
0: Good relationships among ourselves, with all creatures and with the sacred powers, is the foundation of a good life. From good relationships, endless and rich possibilities are born. A healthy relationship with a feminine nature, with our mother Pachamama, creates conditions for the endless birthing of abundant sources of good food and water for our people. The expression, of our true gratitude and respect for Pachamama, comes always before eating our food, Lushwala says. It is important for us to always remember that the unity of the circle of life, and not humans, is the greatest power on earth. We want to respect the natural order and intelligence that moves in the circle, preserving the health and balance of all life, including our own, within this order each species plays a role that is important for the well-being of everyone else every form of life in the wilderness naturally practices the sense of the common good given that life moves in a circle the natural way energy is meant to circulate in a clue is a clue to the health of all For thousands of years we have all been using our sacred instruments and our songs to nourish the sacred motions of life. The energy we move is offered to all beings and, after circulating, returns to us to bless and nourish us. The role we humans play in the circle is the one of caretaker, like a gardener. There are many forms of life in the garden and we have the capacity to take care of the their health. We use our creative talent to produce beautiful and nourishing vibrations. We use that within ourselves which is luminous like the sun to configure our world in ways that are delightful for the spirits watching us. But the gardener is not superior to the plants, animals, and water he takes care of on this earth, for without water and plants, there would be no gardener. It is true that we have great talents that other species do not have. But the purpose of our talents is not that the other forms of life serve us. On the contrary, the inherent purpose of our talents is to serve others. This mentality of not feeling superior over other forms of life creates a natural humility among indigenous people. Humility is considered a very refined way of being. As opposed to this, in Egypt, Napoleon shot a cannonball at the nose of the sphinx, as if it wanting to stop her from breathing. So Lushwala asks, Did Napoleon grow up having a place within the circle? I wonder why Napoleon was the way he was. Why he wanted to conquer the world. I wonder how he was treated by his father and his mother. Why did he need to become so important? Is it really amazing? Isn't it really amazing that he did to prove that he was the strongest? So many men like him have put themselves in the center, in the place of the power for a while, losing their sense of the common good. They become so destructive for the world and for humankind. Lujwala is of the impression that these men, even if they like women, do not really love the feminine. Or perhaps they never had real contact with the feminine, so they couldn't even see or recognize the power of beauty of its presence. Perhaps they never received what they needed for the feminine and became angry. This brings me back to the Ahimsa of Gandhi and so many good people. We have to remember in all situations to be wise and do the best for ourselves and others, which means to be just, brave and self-controlled, which is to live with the principle of scarcity and non-violence can be summed up that all humans belong to the same family, which is the ideal basis for a society with peace. So... I have come to the very end of this podcast, and it's been a really enjoyable journey to take you through the book of Lushwala, The Time of the Black Jaguar. I've also came into the essence of non-violent philosophy, which is so important in today's world, to know know the knowledge of these ancient texts. And now I wish to go to another ancient text, which is called the Tao Te Ching. And I will mention one aspect which is here. It's called, A low esteem of wealth keeps the world from covetousness. And covetousness is a synonym for greed. Where the master rules, he empties the heart of desires. He constantly stills the mind and abates desires. This means that wealth is exposed to those whose hearts are full of greed. covetousness is fanned into the flame. The master enriches the inner nature and builds the frame of the spiritual man. He stills the material mechanism of the mind, which has been formed to think matter. The spirit of the valley is humility. Only through humility is it possible to find the way. The whole personality must be dissolved. The nothingness of self must be realized through and through. He who would find rest must seek it, not in manifested things, but in the life which is behind the manifested things, in the Logos, which in all spiritual scriptures is called the everlasting home. The spirit of goodness is like water. Water excels in doing good to all, yet strives not. It seeks the lowly places rejected by others. Therefore, he who is like it draws near to the way. His chosen dwelling place is humility. His heart loves the depths of the abyss. I thank you very much for coming with me on this journey. And I will end this podcast with another song of Shanandua, Joanne Shanandua, the Native American Indian woman that sings so beautiful songs for us. Thank you.